0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. this segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. step up your game with high quality performance jigs spinner baits buzz baits and more from jigmasters.com and always when in doubt get the jig out
2: you're tuned in to off the water i'm your host jp this is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing chill out grab a cold one let's go explore what there is to do off the water up long time no see people of the internet and the podcast world welcome to off the water i'm your host jp and today we're gonna have a special guest none other than mr damien mccartney what's up
3: damien no not much living the dream man
2: nice nice Damien is from the East Coast. He's coming from the Connecticut area. So, we're going to talk about some clamp shotter in this episode. But first, before we get into that, everyone, it is coming up and it's coming up fast. What am I talking about? I am talking about the Paddle and Fin Trail Series and the Opens at Dale Hollow and the Clash of Clubs at Dale Hollow. So, what does that mean? That means that Come, uh, here we go, pull this up for you guys. So, April 9th and April 10th, that's our open at Dale Hollow, all right? The stakes are high. There's a huge cash payout. There's kayaks being given away. I mean, what more could you want? Afterwards, we have a big party at the end of it. This is going to be huge. This is going to be sick. And this is right around the time... Where that pre-spawn to spawn mode for these smallmouth start happening on this lake. It is something of magic. You guys can't miss this. Look at this too. Alright, this is for the open. If you guys want to win some money, there it is. First place payout is 3500 and a kayak. Come on! What are you waiting for? Get signed up. It is awesome. Now, day two... Is going to be the clash clubs, all right? 225 per team. Top five teams get paid, 50 clubs send their top three. And here's the thing if you have more than three guys willing to go, you can make a team of six, you can have two teams from the same club fishing this tournament. So, what do you got to lose? And look at this, that's a nice, sweet payday there, too. And the individual with the biggest bag wins a new canoe flint. I mean, we're just giving stuff away left and right here. You guys get signed up, go to Tourney X, sign your teams up, sign yourselves up. Come join us, hang out with us down at Dale Hollow. This is going to be April 9th through 11th. Can't wait to see you guys there. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program and back to off the water. So, Damien, what's going on, brother?
3: Nothing. That sounded pretty sweet. (laughs) <laughs> you guys got some good stuff going on over there. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: dude. The I mean, it, it's worth it. It I mean, just to come hang out. If you've never been down to that area of Tennessee and Kentucky, you're missing out. It is absolutely gorgeous down there.
3: We were just talking. About, uh, who, I can't remember who I was talking to about. Um, oh, actually, one of the uh, one of the owners of uh, Hooks at Hillham is one of my pro staff sponsors. We were talking about Tennessee the other day. He came by. We were working on some stuff, and uh, he was talking about He's like, you've never been there? That's the place to go. Actually, you know oh, what? Man. I'm wrong. It's not him. Persistent Fishing out of Texas. He said, you haven't been to Tennessee, go to Tennessee. So it wasn't Bill. It was, it was uh, um, Jake from Persistent Fishing. He said, you awesome. need to go, especially if you're a fan of country music.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of country music, one of the uh, guests – musicians we're going to have is jl flukes who's been on the show quite a bit and is an avid uh kayak fisherman as well so he'll be joining us down there for for this event awesome dude he could he could rock out man he's it's a good time with him
3: that's awesome that's awesome
2: so, hey maybe you can make the trip maybe i don't know tell the firehouse hey i need a day off <laughs>
3: So, yeah, right? <laughs> it's, so, it's more like the boss that's
2: upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so going into a little bit of background about yourself, me and you share the same profession. We do. All right. We so as uh, firemen, our brother's tell, the tell, us,
3: side.
2: Absolutely. tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there.
3: Uh, well, Obviously, like you said, my name is Damien, um, also known as Big D or Dane. Um, I'm Big D in the house. IMD. Big D in the house, yep. <laughs> um, I actually live outside of um, two major cities, um, so Hartford and Springfield, Massachusetts. I'm like I'm closer to Springfield, but Hartford's only 15, 20 minutes south um, okay. in Connecticut. We're technically central Connecticut, I guess you could say. We're 91 corridor, so 91 goes from way south up to all the way up to Maine. So um, easy for us to go wherever we need to go. Um, other than that, I am a father too two and married, and pretty much bait making takes my life up. And I try to fish when I can, and I'm a daddy daycare dad. <laughs> hey.
2: You know, that's the awesome part about our job, you know, working the shifts we have. You have a lot of time off, you know, you can fish, but also going to raise kids, you know, you get a lot of time to spend with them. So, you know, that's uh, that's actually quite a blessing to to have the opportunity to do that. Um, So, what got you into kayak fishing, dude?
3: Actually, so I don't kayak as much as I small boat fish. Um, Okay. Kayak. I I'm actually on the hunt for a new kayak for this year. My wife and I both, um, she fishes as well. Um, but we picked up like a little 10 foot aluminum boat last year that we've just kind of been using more than anything else. Um, nice. the kayaks were put on the side of the shed and that's where they've been. But, um, she just likes to be in the same boat that way when she gets things tangled up, that I take care of it. <laughs> kind of yeah. Um, but, uh, I actually, uh, you're going to laugh, so this story kind of goes back a little further. So, I grew up in South Florida. Uh, I was born and raised there until I was 16. And um, my father would, we'd go out fishing here and there, but it was never like every weekend kind of thing, you know. um, We'd go camping all the time. It was just kind of part of it, you know. Um, A lot of down there, obviously, um, the river, which where I live... The river is technically um, <laughs> the inlet from the ocean, so we would fish along that, and in um, some freshwater fishing. I I didn't take it very serious at all, whatsoever. Moved up here, um, you know, went through high school, uh, moved out on my own. Um, I got uh, I was married to my previous uh, wife had Cody who's he'll be 11 this year and this the story kind of goes around him, but um met my wife now got married and her cousin bought Cody a fishing pole like three or four years ago maybe three, four years ago, I think. and I was like, you know what let's just do it. I went and got a fishing pole we went and got our license and we had kayaks then and from there we just it was just constant. that's what we were doing um you know so we're always her so her family actually lives on a pond which technically would be a lake because they flooded it through the future you know of this area that they had so it's not actually a pond anymore it's more of a lake but they call it glasgow pond um so we just i'm there like every weekend and that's what we're doing we're always fishing and um weekends i'm we're never here We're we're always there uh, the pool's there. The, the pond's there. That's our lake house. That's where we go. We get away from everything for the nice. weekend. So that's kind of my, my little backstory on history of my fishing and kayak and canoe, kayak, canoe, small boat. We've got nice. all three of them.
2: <laughs> well, you uh, you have your hand in some business with uh, Slay Nation as well, correct?
3: I do, actually, in two different ways. Um I'm actually one of the sponsors for the whole Slay Nation tournament fishing. I'm also a director for the small boat division two in Connecticut.
2: Yeah, dude. Slay Nation has done some awesome things. Um we've had I mean we've had them on as guests plenty of times between all different segments. And anytime that the there's someone in need, um, I mean Slay Nation's right there to fundraise that money and help those people out so that's uh anyone ever asks i'll i'll always tell them hey look at slay nation if you want to do something do something good
3: yeah absolutely frank does an awesome job um you know we talk about it every time i talk to him because he's actually not too far well i say he's not too far away but he's he's on the south side of the state um and we've we talk we talk probably once a week at least Um, and I tell you, he, his ideas and things he wants to do is, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, and the way that Slay Nation has been growing over the last two years has been crazy. Um, and giving away and doing these, these, um, fundraisers has been phenomenal. We've got a huge turnout too, which is great.
2: Yeah. Well, shout out to Frankie. Uh, I think I've said Palafrone, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah.
3: We call him Provolone though.
2: <laughs> yes, Frankie Poverlone.
0: <laughs> yep, and, yep.
2: and Slay Nation. Uh guys, you guys are doing uh, an awesome you know an awesome job with that. So keep up the good work there. But let's that. get into let's get into your uh into your brand a little bit here. Stretching lines.
3: Stretching lines. We're a soft plastic uh how do I put the soft plastic creator I guess. Um we're just it was spur of the moment, man. It was just one of those things. I actually, it started out as a clothing company. Um, okay. I started out with this hook logo and just the hooks and then the the other parts have changed throughout time. We also have a bass logo that we use sometimes here and there. And, um, yeah, you'll see it on the, on the hat that's there. That's our bass logo. Um, but uh yeah we started out with with apparel and then i actually had some guys that were asking the pro staff and asking if i was going to do anything else and i said well i don't know what you mean <laughs> and so <laughs> i uh he's like why don't you do some baits or something like that so i looked at a couple different things and um and i'm like wow i'm like soft plastics seems kind of interesting so i started getting into that a little bit i made some jigs in the beginning um we that da- we dabbled in some painting of uh hard baits and i just kind of i found creating soft plastics um it's just fun it's fun to start with a bucket of what looks like milk and create something that's you know two three colors all this other stuff um the one to patreon right now is jonah's realistic jigs Mm -hmm. um he's actually a buddy um he i'm i'm looking i'm actually helping him right now basically he doesn't have a um, a website or anything like that. He just has a Instagram. Um, so I'm helping him out. He does a phenomenal job with Jigs. He's actually another one of my um, pro staff sponsors this year. Um, but he does a phenomenal job with some of that
2: oh, stuff. Man. Yeah. Let's go back to these baits. And you guys got the uh, Firecross special out right now. And uh, for you guys, on so right now, Firecross is about to pick up for us. And you guys are going to begin it soon uh over on the east coast there but yeah these uh i just fire these actually look pretty sick man i like the two tone that you actually have between there with the black speck in them uh if i'm not mistaken so these are going to be the ones that are in the picture are the uh mugger cross uh
3: so the ones that are in that picture there are the so there is the dangler which the are the dangler. ones ones towards right the left body yep
1: And then the other ones
3: up top are the Thumper, which are up up over on the right side. Okay. Um, We do have, right now, I have them. They're actually hanging on the rack right now, are the Mugger Crawls and the Sledge Crawls.
2: So here's Um, your Sledge and Muggers. Okay.
3: Yep. Uh, I had a few guys that throw the jigs around a lot ask for the Mugger Crawls, or uh, the uh, Sledge Crawls. So I made some up in the Sledge Crawls as well.
2: Yeah, man, those look those look pretty sick. One thing I also like too is uh, the beefcakes here, man, and the color the colors you're able to get on them. Looking looking at the resolution, it, you know, it, it almost reminds me of how you know the way it's ribbed, right? If you could see my course of the way it's ribbed and the color scheme. So even though it's your typical green pumpkin and your uh, June bug or dark blue colors. These colors almost remind me of what Sixth Sense would put out. So it's a very, like a high definition, uh, to those colors based upon what's in those pictures.
3: Yeah. The so I I've I've been shooting plastic for two two years ish now. I want to say it was last well maybe a, maybe a year. Uh, It's been like a year, year and a half or so. Um, And I've, I've, I've tried so many different products, um, you know, and I finally found something that I really like. Um, I actually sent, I send more stuff out than I actually sell to get it out there for people to try, you know, stuff like that. And I have a buddy in Texas, I sent uh, a care package to, and he took out our thick stick and he's sitting there pulling on the thing. He's like, dude, is this made out of, is this made out of tires? This is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, it, it took me a while to find what plastic I wanted to use. Um, so I am across the board with the same plastic blend, um, with a little, a couple little additions into it, um, for what we have. And, uh, I mean, the colors, colors are endless. I mean, you can come to me, send me a message, email, whatever, and be like, Hey, I'm looking to match this. Actually, I have a guy who's on my staff. Um, He just got back from Louisiana um, from one of the Toyota series tournaments and we were working on it today and he wanted something similar. Um, Who makes the colors? I can't remember who makes the colors now, but it's like, it's a purple and a blue and a brown. And he's like, dude, can you do something with this? And I want to change up some stuff. So we went through it today and I made, I blew him out of the water. He's just like, dude, he's like, this is crazy. He's like, these things are awesome. Let's change this color. Let's do this. I want to see what that looks like. And I did it. So he's actually going to come down here soon. um, And we're going to sit here all day and just make colors. And he's going to help me get more colors to add to our line. Um, Because, you know, everybody likes simple colors. I mean, most people like simple colors, but the one thing that that fishermen like is they like things that are fancy, you know, and we try to stay more towards those neutral colors those natural colors um you know but i can do anything so it's it's all up to your imagination you tell me you want something purple you know purple white green you know whatever and i can mix it together in certain ways and you know we can work together on it
2: that sounds like the uh alien spaceship
3: (laughs) it is (laughs) it is that's awesome man
2: (laughs) Well, and, you know, I've watched your – and let's actually go – I'm going to pull up your Instagram real quick. And I've watched plenty of times you live on Instagram where, you know, this isn't – when you're doing your baits, they're not in-house. I'm sorry. They're not in a, uh, you know, manufacturing plant. They're right there in your basement hanging in-house. Yep. So so this is your Instagram for stretching lines, you know, and – Let's see here. Just to kind of – we'll play this one as an example. I'm going to kind of fast-forward through it. But just to kind of show you guys. Look it. So there he is. All right, he's cooking. Let's see here. Can I get down a little bit? I mean, just everything is done by hand. There's nothing being done here in in an actual, like – Press machine or manufactured to a true extent. Now, look at from where we start to where we're at right now. Keep it going. I mean, come on through. Let's see. Where'd you go? There you are. All right. Now you're in the molds. I mean, all this, right? Yeah. Pull it. This is pulling molds right there. This is all done by hand. Look it. Here's your product. There it is. This is all. This is, this is dedication. This is hard work. This is blood, sweat, and tears poured into this, man. So kudos to you and thank you for, you know, doing what you do, man. Because a lot of people, I mean, you find it as a hobby, but there's a lot of people who wouldn't have the time or patience for that. You know?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's when you learn, like, obviously there's, there's guys that are, that are way, way more advanced than me. And then there's guys that are like, you know, way below me. It's, it's just doing your homework, doing your research, you know, um, there's so many different steps you can take to do different things, you know, quality of your molds, uh, quality of your products that you buy for your plastics, your glitter, your pigments, your pearls, um, the, the the oil that we put um, things into, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that i'd like to do like don't get me wrong like an automated you know press and all that stuff would be wonderful but you know at the same time like you don't you don't you get a barrel you add your stuff into it you put the hook of this machine up to the barrel and it just you know the only thing you're doing is pulling the baits out that's it pulling the baits out you know you're not actually like you and whenever you I, I guess you can say that you put your hands on every bait when you go to package it, but I, my, my hands touch the baits three times before it gets put in the package. Yeah. You know, from pulling it from the mold, hanging it, grabbing it off the hanger, pulling it off the sprue, looking at it, putting it in, you know, putting it in whatever, whether it's salt or oil, you know, the oil mixture or whatever, and then into a bag. I mean, it just, it, it touches my hands three times, you know, and we, we try to to make sure we look at everything and find stuff. Some things get through the cracks, you know, there may be like a thick stick that has a bubble in it somewhere or something, you know, that just, you didn't see, you know, I hold, I try to hold everything up to the light and look through it if I can, (laughs) you know, not everything's like that. So, you know, it's just one of those things.
2: You know, you, what you do with that bubble and thick stick, you, you take your rubber band, put it over the bubble and there's your wacky rig right there.
3: Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: Modern it's, problems require modern solutions.
3: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I've not, I haven't run into anybody, you know, any customers or any of my staff that's like, oh, you know, this is this is BS. Let's, you know, you give me, I want another bag. Like, you know, everybody's like, right, hey, I understand. You know, it's it's me. That's pretty much it. I've actually gotten um, a few guys from. I don't know if you ever heard of it, uh, Jason Biggs podcast. Yeah. Bobby Roast Beef. Yep. So they're actually like 15 minutes up the road from me. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I actually work uh, alongside Sean, the fisherman. He comes down to the house and we've been going through colors um, and uh, he's actually been helping package baits and everything and whatnot. And then he has a couple guys that he really trusts that he wants to get down here to do that. But it's all been me, like everything from my website, my social media to you know packaging the baits up to this point have all been me these guys are just going to come in and package baits that's all they're doing you know um but i try to handmade usa made all of our products um what we can you know and like we're running into an issue now where we're trying to um i'm trying to get better packaging because right now we just have clear bags we slap a sticker on it and that's it i'd like to get legit bags Unfortunately, nobody does them stateside. So, next step is to go to China. And that's that's the closest deal. So, I've been trying to find somebody that would do it. And there's so many different things I can do. I can put a, you know, hanging thing on it. I can I can do all kinds of different things. But with with the way things are, and I've been talking to um, a few like um, business business people um about things because we're looking to up our um what our business is re- our business is registered as um and they're saying like you know you gotta do this you gotta put this on your bag so how many stickers can i put on my bag before i have to actually go all right well i need to start printing bags you know right so it doesn't it doesn't look like it doesn't look like an old 70s car with all the bumper <laughs> stickers all over, you know oh so that's, that's ask cash for at. gas nobody rides exactly for free. exactly (laughs) so yeah we try to i try to look at everything that we're doing and you know i try to ask everybody out there like hey what would you like to see you know um a lot of the stuff is as i buy molds and stuff it's like oh hey i think that's cool i think that would be awesome you know i'll buy that um but i've tried to reach out and be like hey what do you guys suggest you know um and the the crawl mold was the last one I bought, and everybody loves the crawl mold, you know. Yeah, so man, it's, and, it's it's one of those we
2: things. All, we all know that bass love craws, so I mean, craws are probably the hot craws. And then you know, it's just my opinion, but you know, you'll find you'll find bait fish in a good healthy lake. I mean, it all depends on where you're fishing, though. You know, it, it, it varies lake to lake because there's some ponds that are, in, in, like, when you leave, like, Chicago, right, and you go outside into the rest of the country, like, Chicago's kind of a unique animal because there's not a lot of, like, true bait fish that you find in our local ponds and lakes except, like, Lake Michigan and our rivers, but one thing that's always there is craw- there's crawfish everywhere, so... You know, at any time, you you know, you're going to find somebody throwing a crawfish just because that's the forge. That's what's there, regardless of what what body of water you're fishing. There's always crawfish.
3: Like, honestly, like, so that the Glasgow pond I was talking about, the one that we go to quite often, um, I have not seen a crawfish in there. I'm not saying that they're not. I just have never seen one. Um, But down below. So the pond, um, drops, there's a dam and it drops down into a larger, uh, pond. There's crawfish down there, but I've yep. never seen any up top. <laughs> um, but those, I can't tell you how many times last year I, I, I threw some type of crawfish, um, type bait on and they were hammering it, you know? Yeah. So it's, yep. it's a, it's a good one. I'm, ha- I'm happy I got this one. Um, when you get your stuff you'll be happy with
2: it i guarantee it <laughs> nice well you know we're talking about it let's talk about the waters of of fishing in the area you're at so you had mentioned the pond but being here so close to um to the atlantic do you guys uh more so do you specifically uh do a lot of um striper fishing or chasing um tracing like that brackish water where you have uh, fresh and salt water, kind of like Chesapeake Bay where there's bass and then you'll
3: have striper, uh, both inland and kind of offshore a little bit over there. So I don't, I don't personally, um, I usually just stick to bass fishing, but okay. um, this year I will probably be doing a little bit more of that. Um, we, our brand is actually going into an outfitter that doesn't carry a, um, Baits of any sort right now. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. So, they carry some baits that were left over from, and I can never remember his last name. His name's Jason. He's from Maine. He's a kayak angler. Um, mm,
2: Gar- no, Gardner. Well, Gar- okay. Gardner.
3: So, he used to do all his own soft plastics. Um, and Three Bells Outfitters, we're actually going, we're, we're in the process of getting things in there. Um, they carry his, what was left over his line. Um, so okay. when Jigs and Biggs went in and did an interview with them, um, Jigs and Biggs is going to be dropping some um, tungsten jigs here soon. And um, they, Sean paired up their jigs with my, um, the danglers. And they were like, these are awesome. Where can we get them? So I went in and talked with them. So we'll be going into Three Bells, which is out in Nyanic. And they're actually right on the coast. So those guys striper fish like crazy, <laughs> cool. right from their backyard. And they're like, dude, just come down. We'll take you out. We'll mm-hmm. give you a, we'll give you a pedal kayak. Cause they're a, they're a, um, Hobie dealer, uh, bonafide freedom. And they have like two or three other ones. We'll go out. We'll go striper fishing. I'm like, all right, I'm down. I'm down. I don't. I don't striper fish very much. The Connecticut river brings stripers up and actually like 10 minutes down the road. Um, we have a bridge that crosses over the next town. There's like a little, there's a spot over there that everybody goes. And I hear that they catch, they hammer on the stripers out there. Um, but I just haven't gotten into it that much. So hopefully this year we'll, uh, we'll get on some stripers, but we'll see.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So like here in Illinois, people wouldn't think about it, but, We have now it depends on where you go because, um, a lot of so we have now Illinois for one is a monstrosity of a state. It is, I mean, it you could drive through three states if you're going south, cross through, you could cross through Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas all at the same time, and yet that's still one side of Illinois. Illinois is huge. But we have um, a lot of nuclear power plants uh, that power throughout the state. So a lot of these cooling lakes, um, you know, at the time were grown zebra mussels. So what they did was they brought in pure stripers from the Atlantic and stocked them in in the lake. Because the lake will never freeze because of the wind because it's always a wind power and there's a warm water uh, discharge into there. Uh, that's pumping in so that water always stays warm. So it's it's the right temperature for them to thrive in. But secondly, um, some of them you, you can only access with boats. So, like, for example, Heideki Lake has pure striper in them. Heideki Lake is a cooling lake that cools the Dresden nuclear power plant. And you're only – you had to have a minimum of 10 horsepower on your boat just to get on the lake because when uh. that wind kicks – I mean it you're talking rollers, you're talking, I mean it gets even fishing from shore, it you know, if you're not on the right side of the of the tracks that splits the lake in half, man, you're if you're casting the wind, you ain't getting far. But <laughs> yeah. also, too, if you use the wind to your advantage, that's gonna push the bay fish up closer. So if you're casting parallel, if you're in a spot where there's nobody else around you, you could cast parallel to the shoreline. Man, those stripers and smallmouth just inhale it. But there's no way you could get a kayak out there because or even even a small uh craft without you know without having a 10 horse, even if it was like a light aluminum boat, you're still you're still chancing it. I mean, you have to have a full rig out there in order to be safe on those waters. That's but, crazy. On, the, but on the other hand, if you go down to St. Chris Lake. Same situation except they're not drawing that much um they're not drawing that much solar energy to power that nu- that nuclear plant. So it's a lot safer to be on a kayak and go chasing after wipers down there. But that's one thing. If I ever came out to your guys' area, or I should say if and when uh I do uh I definitely want to go chasing after some of those wipers out there, man. That just looks like a hell of a time, especially getting towed around in a kayak by them.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's- i see i see pictures and videos all the time obviously all the guys you know that fish around here and you know from the trail and this that and the other thing that you know they do that um and i just haven't gotten a chance to get out there i mean i've had guys ask me to make baits to to go out there for them um which we will we have in the works some soft water plastic or salt water plastic it's, it's a very, very new thing. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but Three Bells Outfitters will be carrying it, and Old Glory um, Outfitters in Massachusetts will be carrying it. Um, awesome. I won't have them on the site or anything like that. It's going to be specific to the two tackle shops um, for right now. We'll see where it goes, but.
2: Hey, got to start somewhere, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's – it's not something that I, – I, I mean – I don't saltwater fish all that much. Like I said, I stick more to bass. We'll Mm -hmm. see what this year brings. Um, I did get my license for, uh, you know, inshore and offshore. So the goal is to get out there. (laughs) We just don't (laughs) know when.
2: (laughs) Cool. So, you know, is there any other, uh, waters or, uh, fishing spots worth mentioning, uh, for someone who's coming to your area to check out?
3: Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, and I have I have yet to make it out that far. Um, I mostly stayed in Eastern Connecticut, um, you know, on the Rhode Island line and whatnot. So I fished a bunch of those lakes on that side. Um, okay. Some up in Massachusetts, um, you know, like uh, Candlewood. I honestly, I th- I know everybody, anybody that fishes has heard of Candlewood. And yeah,
2: it's it's one of the KBF uh, trail stops.
3: Yeah the small mouth that they pull out of there are ridiculous. <laughs> I, I just, I, I watch my feed and guys are out there, you know, um, I was just watching somebody just pulled one up through the ice. I was like, wow. Like, I just, I'm blown <laughs> away by, by the stuff that comes out of that lake. But um, eventually I'll make it out there. Um, but yeah, Candlewood, I guess is, it's a, it's a dream place to fish for a lot of guys. And, Honestly that's the one I'll I'll say, you know, if there's anywhere else to talk about, go to Candlewood, you know. Cool. <laughs> or I've also heard the Cape, the freshwater on the Cape, I heard is pretty pretty producing. So Cool. Not a lot of people think about that. They think more like, you know, offshore out on the Cape, but um freshwater I guess is is pretty good out there too.
2: Nice. Yeah, you know, um what really kind of got well, I should I've watched videos from past, but recently, which, uh, I don't know, probably about a year ago, um, you know, and I'll put the disclaimer out there. A lot of people talk about them in whatever opinion they have, but the Guggen squad made a video where they went to uh, Boston and they fished, um, they fished in the river. They got, I think like a four or five pounder out the river. And then um, went to went to Cape, and uh, we're both doing we're doing the brackish water thing, the fresh and salt water over there, going after largemouth and wipers while they're out there. It's just, I mean, it just looks like such a cool setting out there. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they they put into perspective, you know, what that you know East Coast vibe is really like. Yeah, the Cape is
3: the Cape is a very interesting place. I mean, you know the. The, the brackish water you know that you're talking about it, it's just it's it's so unique and, and the wildlife out there is so crazy um i have plans to go out um out there this year um to do some bass fishing with shauna Fisherman. um because he knows all the spots so <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool man well Let's get let's dive into uh, you know thirty six minutes later and talking fishing. Let's dive into what to do off the water, man.
3: Off the water, dude. It's (laughs) off the water is. I mean, I'm I'm usually flat out with with the kids. Um, You know, we we try to do all kinds of stuff between camping and um, just hanging out. You know, it's more off the water is usually all family time. It's you, if it's not work, it's family time or bait making, you know, that's, I do, I I've, I've done this for myself lately. So basically what I'm doing is I work in the bait lab, magic zone, um, the basement, whatever anybody calls it. Cause I've gotten so many people saying, <laughs> Oh, you know, I want to go check out the magic zone and, or the bait lab or whatever. Um, I do that Monday through Friday if I'm not working or something's going on from usually around nine till about two and that's what it is. And on the weekends, it's not there at night. I've cut back my nights, um, to spend more with, with the family. Um, you know, so I always answer my phone, but other than that, I try to spend as much time with the family as I can. Um, I, (laughs) I'm lucky. You know, we're both lucky. Um, I I remember when I'm in the academy, my instructor goes, there's a thousand people for your feet in those boots right now. Mm -hmm. He goes, love this job. And I do. And the great thing about this job is it makes me stay home more with the family, which is great. You know, I get to see the little guy growing up (laughs) from he came up to me holding an egg today and he goes, egg, and I'm like, where did you hear that from? Like, (laughs) I don't know where you heard that from, you know? So it's like, it's one of those things, you know, it's, that's my off the water. That's, that's, that's what I do. Um, I know we were talking a little bit before. Um, I, so summer's coming, springtime, summer. I like to smoke
1: meat. Uh Uh-huh,
3: my man. I just got into it last year um it's it's funny because springtime came around my wife's like hey i think i said i had this like little like seriously like i don't know foot and a half by foot and a half charcoal grill and i'm like i need something bigger so of course you know she's like father's day is right around the corner she finds this this smoker uh grill thing and she's like you want this i'm like yeah sure so i get it and i'm just like smoking everything i possibly can you know (laughs) and um And we went down to her parents' house and...
0: You ready?
1: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
0: we are doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's
0: what the poster said?
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy.
0: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters
1: May third. Rated PG thirteen.
3: And I wanted to bring it, but um, we have two SUVs, so it's it's tough to carry things like that around. So. Um, Lowe's had a sale on an electric smoker. She's like, "Listen," she goes, "It's two hundred bucks." I'm like, "Done deal, let's go." Loaded up, went and got it, brought it back to the house, and all weekend—that's all I did. Smoked meat all weekend. So that's my—that's my other thing during the summer is, you know, I'll put something in there, go fishing, come back out, you know, and that's what I do. Um, nice. Obviously, that and drinking whatever I can get my hands on usually. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know it's funny you know we can you can tell you know especially firemen a lot of guys cut from the same cloth on that so um the la- now 2020 wasn't able to do it 20 uh what was it 2018 one of the days is working shifts but the last intermittently the last 5 years uh I've done a uh cook off that it's a bunch of fire, it's a bunch of firehouses in the area, um, both city and suburbs. And we go and we compete. And I actually took home, actually, I got look at this right here. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> 2017, right here. Oh, this look is at that. Number one for smoked pool pork.
3: Boom. Really? Oh, yep. man. That's that's one of my favorites. That between (laughs) between that and the brisket, I'm a big brisket guy. Uh, I I love brisket, and I tell you, I YouTube is the most wonderful thing. Uh, You know, I just I found a couple YouTube channels and followed them, and it's just it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, smoking meat. Like I tell you, we actually had a smoker donated to us at the firehouse.
2: So (laughs) if you want. If you'd like a very entertaining story, uh, stick around afterwards. I could tell you our smoker dilemma between all three shifts.
3: (laughs) I can only imagine. Oh
2: my God.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know how it works.
2: (laughs) LTP. If you're listening, I'm sorry for throwing you on the spot like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. No, that's, that's my off the water deal. Like smoking and actually I've gotten into, um, uh, the tiny boat building, too. I mean, that's that's on the water, off the water kind of thing. But yeah. uh, I actually enjoy that. I'm a, I've always been mechanical. So I graduated, with a, uh, I wouldn't say degree, but I graduated from a tech school, um, studying machine technology. So I was a machinist for a little while. Um, I was a propane technician for a little while. Diesel mechanic, firefighter. <laughs> so nice. Um, I've done a little bit of everything. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. So
2: hey man, best best way to be right. <laughs> it
3: is it is it so is.
2: so that's your off the water, you know. Um, and a lot of this when we do this podcast is kind of for our listeners. So if, if they were to travel to your area, you know, and uh, and I get you know your family, but you know it, if you can, can you give us three of your favorite restaurants? Now that includes coming to your house, eating your meats, drinking your beer as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always, yeah, that's, that's, I always strive to do something like that. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I'd rather make something. I, so in high school, I was actually, I worked at my own uncle's restaurant, so I cooked, I was a cook for a while too. So okay, I say Jack of all trades. I mean, that, I go all the way back to Boom, that. Boom, it's right know? there. There it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, and my stepmother is full blown Italian, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just how it works, right? I hey, um, dude,
2: I, I may have a Polish last name and look pure Polak, but I'm half Italian. Yeah, hey, that's that's all
3: right. There that's all right. So do I, you know uh, about the planta and sauerkraut?
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh my uh mother's maiden name is uh Russo.
3: Oh okay. Yep. So bear. <laughs> yeah there you go man there you yep. go yeah i'd rather i i'd like to cook you know for everybody uh, and i usually do um but Are restaurants you to cook at the firehouse i actually no, i am not i'm not the one that they go to uh
2: i'm the second It's better that off that way to. sometimes
3: yeah <laughs> yeah we have we have another guy who smokes stuff way better than i do <laughs> so um as far as restaurants go, I mean, we got. It's tough because I I'm a big guy, so I like I like all kinds of food. You know, um, down the road we have a place called uh, Bonavitas. It's just a you know, a, a Italian grill thing. You know, place. It's it's got really good food. Um, if you're gonna come to Connecticut. Oh, man, this is tough. This is such a horrible question. Um,
2: (laughs) This is a staple question. What do you mean? (laughs) It's such a horrible question.
3: I mean, it it really depends on, like, we have an awesome barbecue place, you know, um, out by the airport. Um, That's phenomenal. Um, Where else?
2: You just need one more. That's yeah it. i know
3: I know it and it's it's so tough
2: because okay here
3: I, I got one i do all right okay i'm a hibachi guy okay I love, I love hibachi so there's a place actually in manchester um that does phenomenal hibachi uh oh. and you're gonna ask me the name i don't know it <laughs> i just know where it's at um all right but it's not a chain one it's it's well, there's i think there's two two locations one's in new york but it's it's not like uh the one that was that went out of business or whatever Penny hana yeah that one
2: yeah it's not like
3: <laughs> that <laughs> a lot different
2: you know um you know one thing that i do see and you know i i haven't experienced this and maybe you could answer the question but being that you're coastal do you guys uh have a lot of seafood offerings just like specifically like places to go get um You know, to go get um, oysters or to go get, uh, you know, lobsters and crabs and stuff like that.
3: You're going to ask me this and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't eat seafood at all. Nothing. (laughs) Zero. Do you got an allergy? No, no. So as a kid, as a kid, I used to eat like the only things that I ever ate was fish sticks and catfish. That's it, right? No alligator? Come on. Uh, I, I had an alligator once, which tastes just like chicken. So yep, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a little string here. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, is a seafood fiend, right? Um, so there are certain places around here that do. Um, they get a lot of their, like her family gets their seafood from a family friend. Okay. Um, as far as fresh seafood around here, and like I said, we're, I'm, I'm more s- north-central Connecticut. Um, if you go out more towards uh, Mystic and stuff like that, there's a lot of phenomenal places out there. We only have one, like, really crappy place over here that I have I, I have <laughs> things about. So, um, so as far as the seafood thing goes, I'm, I'm at a loss for you. I, I don't do yeah, seafood. Right. My wife does. And there's a few places around here um, that she gets seafood from that she likes, which – it's not bad captain captain jimmy's which is an Agwan, which is a mass has some type of phenomenal lobster lobster mac and cheese or lobster and butter sauce something like that but i've tried i've tried i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: we'll move on to an easier question if um if someone's coming to your area and you had to direct them into the direction of your favorite brewery or breweries, where would you send them?
3: All right, I can answer this question.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so we have we have a couple around actually. I, I can't believe how big they're getting. Like how many of them are out here? You know, um, we have Treehouse up in Massachusetts. That's really good. Um, uh, my go-to actually. If I had to pick, it's actually local to me. It's in South Windsor, which is a couple of towns south of me, um, called uh, Connecticut Valley Brewing. They have an awesome selection of craft beers, sours, um, ciders. Uh, they're phenomenal. Um, let's see. We also have, if you want to take a trip from here, which isn't too—I mean, it's not too too far. Magic Hat was cool. I—I I, like that brewery.
2: Magic Hat, we actually get out this way too. Yeah, they're—they're uh, they're yeah. on the national vendor list.
3: There, it's—it's. It's, I like Magic Hat a lot. Um, who else do we got? Uh, City Steam out of Hartford. Um, okay. Their beer that—that that gets around is called Naughty Nurse.
2: <laughs> no. I would. Yep. I would and imagine.
3: Now, I'm a I'm a Sam Adams guy too. So I was. That's my next I'm, question.
2: How could you do the uh, the East Coast and not say Sam Adams?
3: <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not very picky when it comes to beer. Um, I drink everything. So it's the only thing I'm not a huge fan of are like the apple ciders, which are just some of them are too sweet for me.
2: You know, I, I can't drink, it, it was funny, i I tried ciders, there's really one that I can only drink, like, if I drink Angry Orchard, Reds, uh, what's the other one that's out there, uh, Ace, I can't do any of those, it's so dry, and, and, like, within, like, the first couple sips, I start getting a headache.
3: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no.
2: there's one called Smith and Forge that I can do, and, that's really the only cider I can actually drink without being like, you know, like, Oh, this tastes like crap. And it's actually <laughs> making me sick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We, I did this. I'm, my wife was born. She drinks a lot of ciders and the sours and stuff like that. Um, we had one summer, like, I want to say like three or four summers ago where we did the the hard root beer. Which, Not your father's? Yeah. And, and the creamsicle or whatever they had. That's, just, that's
2: actually local to us,
3: is it? It's
2: only an hour away from where I live.
3: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. That's cool. Like it, it's, I, it was okay on like those really hot days, and they were ice cold. That's like the yeah. only. That's the only <laughs> thing. But like, to sit there and drink them, you know, I know. <laughs> no.
2: We <laughs> like, we actually did a uh, we made a uh, corned beef brisket, uh, and we uh, we let it brine in the uh, not your father's root beer.
3: That sounds good. Yeah,
2: it was actually really good.
3: That sounds good. I like that idea. I think I'll have to try that one.
2: <laughs> um, all right, so you know, you guys are kind of close to like the Anirondack areas. Are there any uh vineyards or uh wineries that uh for the for the ladies or men who like the uh wine tasting experience on the east coast over there?
3: Um yeah, there are a few of them. Um I know Wow, there's one actually down near my in-laws house, and I can't remember the name of it. There, there's a couple of them around that area, but as far as up here, I there's nothing close to me. Okay, um, it's it's usually cider mills or you know the small um, breweries that we have here.
2: Do you guys have have any uh, small um, distilleries in the area that do? Um like craft spirits or craft whiskeys?
3: Um, we do, actually. Um, V1's actually about 30 minutes north of me. Okay. Um, and they're in South Hadley. Um, who else? There's uh, There's one in Stafford Springs, which is about 20 minutes east of me and that's i think it's i think they do ciders as well um called wow it's it's something it's it's weird it's it's it it has to do with a rooster (laughs)
2: yeah
3: it's it's something funky like that um but I'm surprised there's not more around here, to be honest with you. But that's about that's those are the only two that I really know about that actually are within a driving distance of here.
2: Okay. Um,
3: other than that, it's uh, I make I make some apple pie moonshine.
2: Hey, you know, one stop <laughs> shop, man. Yeah. To, we're just gonna list your address for anybody who comes to this area. They're just gonna you're gonna get a. Hey, we heard you have everything here.
3: Yep. <laughs> at, we got smoked meats. We got we got some uh some apple pie moonshine. Yep. We got some you know, got some craft beer, and you got baits in the basement. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> right.
2: So, you know, uh moving forward, so is there any now, you know, it's kind of weird because you don't hear a lot about Connecticut, but are there any state parks uh, in the area or any pl- uh, recreational uh, places for hiking, mountain biking, or anything like that uh, where people go to?
3: Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of places. Um, I mean, we got um, – well, so, I, I mean, as far as Connecticut goes, um, there's, a, there's a lot down more central and eastern um side i never i actually haven't been out too far west in connecticut um but i know there's some there are some state parks out there um hiking's huge around here there's all kinds of places um you can go 15 minutes north 20 minutes north um into mass there's mount tom uh you know uh you can go up into berkshires there's that's actually where i'm from there's a ton of stuff up there um Mm Down here, you know, most of it's most of it's just your your regular state parks. Um, you know, it's more trail walking than anything. Hiking's kind of, you know, I'd say we're a little bit more flat in Connecticut than we, than everybody else. But <laughs> um, there's a few little spots here and there that you can go and um, the state parks and whatnot. And there's some some pretty awesome scenery around. Um, cool. Off the top of my head, it's like. Hopeville and there's uh, Stafford Wildlife Refugee, I believe. Um, yeah, down towards down towards uh, central southern. There's a bunch of stuff like Colchester. There's some stuff over there. Um, it, Connecticut is Connecticut has a little bit of everything. Um, you know, with what you're looking for and uh my suggestion is finding something down towards the shore if you come up here, obviously. That's that's the nice areas down there. Cool. And the last
2: part of it is being that you're uh you know, you're the dad and you know, everything revolves around the children. Are there uh, museums, children museums, or places to take the kiddos to while you're uh, in Connecticut or in your area or traveling about where they could get go run loose?
3: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely um, all kinds of things. Actually, um, so Connecticut Science Museum, which is in Hartford, is pretty cool. If you go south, you can go to Mystic Aquarium. That's pretty cool. Um with COVID, obviously, everything has been kind of condensed down. Um, you know, we've gone there a couple times. We actually just went to Mystic two weeks ago, um, checked it out. I uh, thought it was pretty cool. We had, like, a whole dinosaur museum or uh, exhibit in there. Um, and I believe Connecticut Children has it right now, too. Um, as far as my area, if you go north into Mass a little bit, and it's just because I actually live, like, right on the line, so I go to Mass quite a bit. Um, Dr. Zeus is actually from Springfield. Oh
2: yeah. That's right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they have a, um, a museum there, the basketball hall of fame, because basketball was invented in Massachusetts. Yeah. If you didn't know that, um, that's there. Um, Holyoke. I don't know if they, if we were talking about this the other day at work. I don't know if they have a museum for it, but volleyball was created in Holyoke. Really? So yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, and uh, let's see. Are you familiar with Yankee Candle? I sure am. They're like 40 minutes north in Massachusetts. You know,
2: every <laughs> every podcast that I've been doing over the last year and some change, uh, something always comes up for Olivia where, oh, look at this. We can go to the Yankee Candle factory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy because they got, they have the store, and then they have two huge buildings, like, uh, within a mile of each other. Um, and then actually, the owners, the previous owners of Yankee Candle, when they sold it, they were told they couldn't, they couldn't recreate a brand or anything like that for like. I don't know two or three years or something they recreated a brand and now they're north a little bit um, and they are called Wow I'm having a brain fart hold on <laughs> I know this I, I it's it's Um, let's see Not backyard candles. That's crazy. <laughs> Yankee candle. Not bath and body words. Um, Whip city candle. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that place, too. That's a good place. Um, wow. Well, and it's there's one sitting right there. And I can't see it. <laughs> It is called Kringle. Kringle Candles. Okay. Um, it's a phenomenal store too. Um, but what I was gonna say was Sturbridge Village is phenomenal. They're, they're, they're a little bit uh near Worcester, Mass, just on the line as well. Um, old, old village like they've they've have everything pretty much saved from the 1900s you know it's it's one of those kind of places that's kind of cool too and if you're out there treehouse is out there as well right (laughs) so treehouse brewery and surbridge village but um yeah i mean that's as far as as as, you know because like i said i'm i'm right on the line in massachusetts so most of my time spent around this area is usually in massachusetts outside of hartford um other than that we're down at her parents house and we're actually close enough to rhode island we go to Rhode Island quite a bit. So cool it's one of those things and Connecticut's a small enough state that you can you can get through it pretty fast.
2: Good good. All right man well that's that's the questionnaires for uh, off the water but we're gonna roll into um, our little new uh, part of this uh, podcast. So at this time we normally do true confessions. However, it's 2021, and True Confessions was in 2020. So we're going to kick 2021 off with with a new... It's not a game, but it's going to be a review. So this part of the podcast now, what we're going to do is called the Beer Review. And what I'm doing and my fellow guests um, are going to do is give a review of... A beer, whether they're drinking it, it's their favorite beer, first time trying this beer, you know the kind of inspiration comes from. Uh, Hold
3: on, uh, one second. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, why he's why he's gone? For those who are listening, the the uh, inspiration of this comes from uh, Barstool Sports. So, if you're not familiar with Barstool Sports, go follow them. But this is uh, the pizza review. So. It's just like uh, the little segments called uh, Everybody Gets One Bite. You know Barstool Sports, right, Dame? Yeah. All, All right, right, I'll so, do Just for you. Nice. So, are you familiar with Barstool Sports? Um, You'll have to refresh me on it. Okay. Uh, Barstool Sports is kind of like how Paddle and Finn is, except for everything in the sports world. And there's a segment called um, uh, the Pizza Review. It's called Everybody Gets One Bite, You Know the Rules. So what this is, all they do is review pizzas from across the country. Well, guess what? We're going to do the same thing with beer, all right? So we crack it open. Whether you know it or not, all right, that's a little disclaimer. But you crack open your beer, you take one sip, and you're going to tell your impression of what you uh, think of it and give it a rating. So, Everybody gets one sip instead of one bite. Here we go. Oh, we you know what. Before we do it, let's let's. What are we drinking? So you go first, and then I'll
3: follow you. Yeah, uh, Berkshire Brewing Company. It's Hypnato Hip- American IPA. All right,
2: and we're gonna do this based out of ten stars. So you know whatever you rate it, at, you give a number between one and uh, one and ten. What I'm drinking here is the Kashmir Pulaski. Chicago Pilsner from Maplewood Brewing. It's a dry hop Pilsner uh, made with uh, cashmere hops. So everybody gets one sip. You know the rules. Let's go. Mm. Mm. All right. You go first. Uh, I would say about a seven about a
3: seven what
2: what are you feeling how, how what are you tasting right there
3: it's very very hippie
2: <laughs> very hippie so you know I'm gonna give this one a six um you have it's kind of like drinking miller light but you're adding a bunch of hop to it and with that with that hop it gives it like, it kind of feels like I just drank a Miller Lite and I ate a bunch of marijuana and now I'm burping up a, a weed smell.
3: <laughs> Alrighty then. All righty so man.
2: so so that's a six right there.
3: Man, All that, right. That works.
2: <laughs> so so thank you for coming to our first session of um, one one sip. Everybody knows the rules.
0: <laughs>
2: um, that was good. Hey, Brian, I'm sorry if we get sued by Barstool Sports for uh, stealing or making a play on what they have. Uh, you can talk to me after the podcast about <laughs> this. <laughs> At Barstool Sports, we are more than willing to come on with you guys.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh.
2: we're we're about the end of the show, man. Um, you know, I'm going to give the floor to you, and you got. You go ahead, give a uh, shout out, pull some plugs for uh, who you need to, and uh, yeah, man, tell everybody uh, what's on your mind. And if you think this podcast sucks, let me know.
3: <laughs> no, it <no, that> sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I, I always, I always like to go on and and talk anything and whatever. You know, it's it's one of those things. And I mean, I, I know you're you're probably the same way as me. Like you're you always look forward to those roundtables at work. You know. Um, yeah. Especially when the old timer come in, that's always the best, um, you know. But hey, you know, we get to talk about our favorite things, like you know, fishing and and beer and the, the job. You know, I honestly, it's it's awesome. I, I appreciate the the you know invite to come on and talk. Beyond paddle and fin, I apologize that I'm not an avid kayak fisherman, but I give you guys all credit because that I have two buddies. That lost all their stuff when they flipped their kayak. Yeah, I give you guys credit because <laughs> I, it's it's crazy, um, you know. So uh, you know,
2: you're talking about uh, the job, you know. And I, I I'm sorry, disruption. But do you uh, do you listen to the getting Salty podcast? No, no. Oh man, you gotta check them out because uh, this is the job. <laughs> and here's the thing. <laughs> if we were to, if we were to talk about the job, man, this podcast go on pretty much all night. do will say that for another time. <laughs> yeah, this
3: is true. This is true. But
2: Shout out no. to getting salty podcast, man. Check them out too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thank you for letting me come on and um, talk a little bit about stretching lines and uh, who I am and what I do. Um, you know, I try to be open with everybody, whether you are a customer to me. Um, or you've never heard of my my company, you know. I try to be true and through, you know, all the way with anybody and everybody. Um, so I I think I think everybody that that's been interested in stretching lines that's pushed me this far. Big things coming this year. Um, we collaborated with uh my other one of my other um pro staff sponsors, Hookset Hoodlums. They got some baits coming out made by me um, with their input um you know i'll just go through my, my pro staff guys uh, you know reaction tackle um and i don't know if you knew this you may we're both wicked weights guys you know yep so gotta give jimmy a, a shout out there um you know hooks at jonah's custom jigs um uh martin's custom jigs uh, sleigh right, uh fishing, Um. Slay Nation, obviously, if you guys are looking for a small kayak, small boat, john boat, that's the place to go. I mean, every event is, is phenomenal. Like, you don't leave there mad that you didn't catch what you wanted, you know. Um, the giveaways and stuff from that just alone are awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to thank my family for – dealing with all the shit that I put them through, you know, <laughs> whether it's, whether it's work or whether it's fishing related, you know, they're, they all love, they all love to do it, but they like to do it on their time. And unfortunately with me, it's like, it's either I'm at work with the kid or fishing. So, um, you know, I got to thank them for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I appreciate you guys for letting me come on and talk to you and bullshit and we can, we can go all night. <laughs>
2: No problem ball, man. We're I'm happy to have you on this on this podcast. And you know, a, as much as you may not think about it, you know, for those who are traveling who are in that area, um, you know, your information helps, you know, it, it helps someone make a decision about how they're going to spend their time in the area that's there. So, you know, for some it may not seem like it's a big deal, but you know, even the little little bit of information from someone who's not familiar with uh, the area, it helps tremendously. When planning the trip, so you know a, any advice and any tips and what you feel about the area is great. You know, yeah. we just know we just know they're gonna show up to your house and demand everything you said you do. So you know, yeah, that's on you. That's on you.
3: Yeah, hit me up. I mean, if you're if you're in the area or around, <laughs> hit me up. Um, I'm always down to do something. Um, you know, and we got everything set up right now in the basement. I have a whole couple racks of bait set up. You know, people can come and go, and you have a certain color you want to do, hit me up, make it happen.
2: You know, when when uh, when kayak fishing and fishing in general takes off to be like a huge, 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 huge sport, and you have teams that are on tour buses, just watch. <laughs> One day there's going to be a tour bus with about 50 people coming off that tour bus going – Hey, we heard you, uh, you do all this.
3: <laughs> oh, I guess I'll have to get a, uh, get a bigger smoker. then.
2: Right. <laughs> a bigger cooler. <laughs> oh man. That's all right. Well, Damien, dude, it's been awesome. Um, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and you know what, the, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you'll be back in one way or another on this podcast.
3: Hey, I'm always, uh, I'm always down for chat and that's, that's, uh
2: not a bad thing. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, guys, that's going to end this episode of Off the Water. Um, you know, again, if you have not already or if you somehow missed the big uh, disclaimer in the beginning, please go ahead, check out what's going on with the Trail Series. Check out the uh, open down on Dale Hollow, Clash of Clubs on Dale Hollow, and the rest of the season that's on there. There's some big money at stake. There's some big prizes at stake. But most of all, there's a great time, and you get to hang out with me and the other hosts from Paddle and Finn. So uh, give that a peek. Get signed up, and let's go. But till then, we'll see you off the water. Peace.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.